Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate through rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Today, we are speaking with Sarah Wirth, who is an expert on women in leadership and has nearly 20 years of experience in employee assessment, leadership development, sales, executive coaching, and customer service. She takes an analytical approach to understanding the skills and talents of high-performing sales leaders and is constantly providing clients with new methods for leading and coaching. She co-authors the book, The Coaching Effect, What Great Leaders Do to Increase Sales, Enhance Performance, and Sustain Growth. Welcome, Sarah Worth. How are you? I am doing great today. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, we had a little bit of a snafu with the technology, but we are back on track. Um, And we're so happy to have you on our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I absolutely am. Thank you. Fantastic. So Sarah, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. So I started as a leader when I was in my late 20s, um, and it really came about kind of by accident. It wasn't necessarily where I had planned to go in my career. I was happy in my job as an individual performer, Uh, but there came an opening in the company that I was working for and they asked me to step into a leadership role. I don't know if it's unique to women leaders or a lot of leaders in general, but it seems like a lot of the women leaders I talk to kind of got tapped for leadership as opposed to seeking it out. I don't know if we, we tend to maybe see ourselves as individual performers a lot, but uh, I was certainly on that, on that way. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen where we don't take that initiative, um, but I think that's changing. Yeah. And so in terms of leadership path, so I got that opportunity early on. And then what I discovered is that I really like being a leader because I come from teachers. Both my parents are educators by background. And when I think about leadership, I think about it a lot in terms of teaching, helping people understand their strengths, helping them understand how they can work differently, asking them a lot of questions to help them figure out solutions on their own. So that's how I view leadership is very much in a teaching framework. And that speaks to what I love in my history with my parents. And that's wonderful because to me, I think teachers are the most important leaders in education. Obviously, your parents are great teachers because they coach you, right? So what are you doing right now? So what I'm doing right now is I'm leading an organization called Excel Institute, and we specifically work with other leaders helping educate them on how to be better leaders. So uh, co-author of the book, The Coaching Effect, he runs the company alongside me. And 
we work with all sorts of different sizes of organizations and all sorts of different types of leaders and roles, but really the common thread is helping people determine what they're doing effectively as a coach and then educating them and sharing with them best practices so that they can improve that. Uh, leadership is like any skill. You can learn it. You can get better at it. Uh, and so that's really our goal is to help leaders become the best leader they can be so that their team members obviously can benefit from having a great coach, a great leader. We're on the same wavelength because as you're talking and you're speaking to my heart. Um, so the, your book is called The Coaching Effect. And how can yes. we get that? How can we connect with you? Yeah, so you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes & Noble. Um, some local booksellers also carry it. Uh, you can connect with me personally at excelinstitute.com. That's E-C-S-E-L-L institute.com, um, as well as on LinkedIn at Sarah Worth. And we definitely enjoy hearing questions from folks. So I encourage you to reach out. Perfect. So at the time of this interview, we're probably on the tail end of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. How has that affected you, your organization, your family? So gosh, it's been a huge impact, I think, for like it is for everybody. I'll start first from an organizational level. What we've seen is, of course, a lot of leaders that we work with be a little lost of how do I help during this time? You know, how do I lead my team most effectively? What do they need from me? I'm not in the office with them anymore. I'm not seeing them every day. So how do I need to adapt and how can I be effective? We've really tried to help and support our clients as well as even non-clients through this time. We actually developed a new survey called our COVID-19 Insight Survey. It's a short 12 question survey where people can get on and give their leaders some feedback around how they're doing, how maybe their communication needs have changed, how well their leaders are adapting to that, what they need more of at this time period. Uh, so we've really tried to kind of shift our focus a little bit to helping leaders have knowledge and information on how to lead through a time of stress. We're always focused on good leadership, but leading through a time of stress is kind of a unique subset of what you have to do effectively. So we really tried to shift towards that. And then personally, what we've seen um, with our family, uh, we have two boys, 14 and 15. Of course, now we're all working and schooling out of the house. So that's created, I think, for every family, some good things and some bad things, right? You're all together all the time. Uh, and so even things like internet bandwidth, you know, I'm on a, a Zoom call with you. <laughs> my, my husband is down in his office yes. trying to do some calls with his team. Yeah. And my kids are online schooling and everybody needs the internet all at once. Yes, so. all at once. And then you're wondering, yeah. do I have the right bandwidth? Should I change right. services? And then that's another conversation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Go down exactly. a rabbit hole. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, it's been nice because we've eaten so many more family dinners in like the last two months than I think we have in the last two years because <laughs> we're used to kids running off to sports and different school activities and kind of spending our evenings shuttling everybody around. And now we're just together. That's been a nice thing. Right. And I bet that has primed your leadership as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I, I will say that when we started doing the COVID surveys and getting feedback from employees on what they needed from their manager, it actually shifted what some things that I was doing internally. 
one of the biggest findings that we saw is that people really want more information on how COVID is impacting the business. They want to know, like, are we financially healthy? Are we going to make it for a while? And so we've done a much more stepped up way of communicating around our business and our financial with our whole organization than we ever otherwise would have, because we know that's something that people are looking for now. That uncertainty, it's making people very anxious. But yeah. at the same time, there are leaders who don't know, mm -hmm. who aren't clear with that. And so I think that is important because once we know, then we can kind of move forward. But that time where we have to pause and take a breath, that's important. So I wanted to back up a little bit because you speak about coaching, you speak about leadership as if it were one. And I believe that you can't be an effective leader if you don't know how to coach well. Yeah. What do you believe? I absolutely believe the same thing. And we're trying to get the leaders that we work with to shift away from what we call a management mindset because management is, you know, I've defined something that you need to do. I've defined a process. I make sure that you follow it and make sure that execution happens. And that's certainly part of effective leadership. But what we see is the best leaders we study have more of a coaching mentality where rather than telling you, here's A, B, and C of what you have to do, and then I make sure it happens, I sit down with you and I have a conversation around what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? What are we trying to accomplish with this project that we're working on? What ideas do you have? How are you going to go about achieving those? How can I help support you through that? So coaches tend to do a lot more of asking of questions and facilitating people to think about how to resolve those questions as opposed to just telling people what to do. And yeah, that's why I think coaching is so integral to good leadership. Right. And I also believe that good leaders look for coaches themselves because they need that objective look at what they're doing. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. If you want to find, claim, develop, and expand your voice in order to land that job, those clients, or that partner, then Master Your Swag podcast is for you. You don't have to have expert credentials to be featured, and you can select from several plans that can perfectly match your needs. Go to MasterYourSwag.com and claim your spot as a guest and be ready to get noticed. That's MasterYourSwag.com. So Sarah, what quotes or advice has helped you most during this crisis? Oh, that's a great question. I, you know, I think that the advice that's probably helped me the most, and my husband and I were actually talking about this the other night, is just control what you can and kind of let the rest of it go. There's so much uncertainty right now. And there's so many things that as a leader that I would love to be able to have an answer on and have a solution on that I just don't. A simple thing, one of the team members that I work with really closely, he's got two young kids at home. And he's trying to, you know, parent and trying to work at the same time, like so many people right now. Uh, and one of the things that he just wants to do is to be able to get back to the office, because for him, that's a place where he can focus and get his work done. If he's at home, it's a lot more difficult. And so 
things like when we can reopen the office, we just, that's not defined yet. And so that's the kind of hard stuff right now that you can't control. But what you can control is how you coach him through that, how you help him think through that, think through solutions. That's the kind of stuff that you can take action on. That's what I'm really trying to focus on is not all the unknown, but what can I do with what we know to make it better? And that has certainly helped me during this time because I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I like to control a lot of things. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) And yeah, it's, but that's really, I think for a lot of successful people, that's really true. They're used to saying, okay, so here's the problem and here's what I'm going to do to solve it. I'm going to take action on it. And there's some stuff you can do that with, and that's what you should focus on. But there's some stuff you just can't, you just, there's no answer yet. There's no pathway forward. And so you have to try to navigate it. Yes. And thank you, because this really does help these conversations. Now, Sarah, many use the term lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? And what are you learning right now? So lifelong learner means to me that we recognize that we're all a work in progress. My co-author, Bill Ekstrom, likes to say that a lot. And I think it's such a true statement that we need to act like work in progress, not like a finished product. Once you decide, I've kind of learned everything I need to learn, you're basically saying, okay, I'm done. Like this is you know, how I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you no longer can adapt and improve and develop as a human being. So that's, to me, lifelong learner is just about understanding that you should always be a work in progress. So there's always a place to go. There's always a growth that can happen for you. Mm-hmm. I think the people that I've met in my life who are most successful are the people that ask still the most questions because that's how they've gotten to where they are is they learn constantly. They hear new ideas from every different pathway um, and they take those in and they use those to help improve their own thinking process. So they love to ask questions. And I think that's really key. Curious people, people who are curious about other people, even top level leaders who do that to me, it shows that they value people. Yeah, absolutely. I think about it. I already know my thoughts, right? I already know (laughs) my opinions on things. I don't know yours. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you know. So why would I try to learn more about that? Because that just enriches now my knowledge because now I understand more from your perspective. Well said. Thank you. Now, what are you learning right now? Yeah. So the thing that I'm learning right now is a big challenge, which is how do we take how we educate, which is normally done a lot in person. Um, We go out and we deliver, you know, one day conferences where we teach a lot of this stuff. Obviously we can't do that right now. So I'm learning a lot about virtual learning experiences. So how do you recreate as much as you can? Um, There's no substitute for being in person, but as much as you can, how do you recreate that learning experience so that it's interactive, engaging, and that people walk away feeling like not only did they learn something new, but it was delivered in a way that helped them learn. So I'm learning a lot about virtual learning right now. (laughs) And so is the whole of education. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's interesting. It has been a challenge, but it's also birthing something new. So I'm excited about that. Now, we have a question from David Berkus. He wants to know, What do you believe that most people don't? Or what have you changed your mind about? 
Oh, geez, David, that is a really good question. One thing I've changed my mind about, and, and this has been over the last probably 10 years or so, I started off early in my career working for a company that assessed people for different roles in companies. So they assessed natural talent, natural ability. And coming from that background, I had a real bias towards people kind of are who they are and their personality and their strengths and their talents are pretty well set. And so you're not gonna see a lot of improvement over time in terms of how they are as a leader. And I've changed a ton on that simply based on the work that I do now. We survey team members from leaders uh, when we start working with them. And then we spend a lot of time teaching them best practices of how to be a better leader, how to be a better coach. And then we go back to their team members a year later and say, okay, how are you being coached by this person now? And we've seen huge changes. So just based on the data and on the research that we do, I know that people can grow in that regard in ways that I never really understood before. So that's probably an area where I've changed a huge amount from where I was early in my career to where I am now is just how much people can actually develop and grow as leaders if that's something that they want to do. You know, that's interesting because I just had this conversation with a leader who really yeah. believes that leaders yeah. are naturally born. And I push against that because you can teach leadership skills. Absolutely. Interesting. I mean, of course, we have different kind of natural talents that we do develop, you know, that we're born with or that we develop early on in our lives. So for some people, a lot of those talents will naturally lead them to be an effective leader, do a lot of things right. But even those leaders can get better with focusing on their skills and learning how to work and interact and hold people accountable and all those things that good leaders do. Mm -hmm. And then people that struggle with it absolutely can learn it. It just comes down to whether or not they want to. Do I want to you know, take these behaviors? Do I want to take these best practices? Do I care enough to try to implement them and become better? Right. And I've seen it time and time again. We measure it from the perspective of their team members. This is not you know, somebody who have no kind of real context for how this person performs as a leader. These are the people that report to this leader and they're saying, absolutely, this person coaches and leads me more effectively than they did a year ago. And that's a big shift for you. And <laughs> it speaks to your openness about learning. Mm -hmm. And that's a pillar in leadership. So Sarah, as a okay. listener of this podcast, what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? I would like a future leadership guest to respond to, what is an idea that you have considered doing that you haven't done? And why haven't you taken action on that? And what are you thinking about doing differently going forward? So I love to think about what are the ideas that we've abandoned? Because I think a lot of times there's some real gold in those. So what's an idea that you haven't taken action on that you could? That is an awesome question. <laughs> um, I can't wait to pose it to the next person. So thank you Good. so much. Now, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? The one thing I would love to share, and I, this is probably the thing I say most to leaders and coaches that I work with, is just ask more questions. That is one thing that I absolutely believe in. Not only will you learn new things and be exposed to new ideas, but as you're trying to help somebody get better, 
if you can help them learn to think through something by asking them questions, by asking them what have they considered or, or what haven't they considered or what, you know, what do they believe is the right approach? Asking more questions gets them to, to think more effectively and it also helps them buy into whatever direction they're gonna take. I can tell you an answer but that might not be the right answer for you. And so it's better to ask a question and help somebody discover for themselves. Along those lines, I think we need to be more persistent in asking those questions because people will push back and say, just tell me the answer. Yes. Right? Yeah. My kids do it all the time. You know, <laughs> right. They're like, mom, I know what you're doing with this. And just, just tell me the answer. I don't have time for this. And I'm like, well, but you got to learn to think through something, buddy. And so, yes, right. people will push back against it. We like to be answer machines. That's, it makes us feel good. makes us feel knowledgeable. Um, but in reality, if you're going to help somebody learn to perform better, ask them questions. That's much more meaningful. Well, you and I are kindred spirits in leadership. <laughs> I love this. And Sarah, I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Thank you so much, Lily. I really appreciate your questions and it was great to be with you. Same here. Bye. Bye. Thank you. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.